listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 21st of October 2021. Later, the Australian dollar surging a bit over the past few days, breaching 75 US cents. We'll tell you why in a few moments. But first, to vaccinations and supermarkets. Woolworths is one of the nation's biggest employers with around 170,000 employees across 1,200 retail stores, which includes a big W brand. And now it's making it mandatory for all of them to be fully vaccinated in the ACT, New South Wales, Northern Territory, Victoria and Western Australia by the end of January. It applied to all workers, from staff on checkouts to those in office jobs. The deadline for the other states is the end of March and unvaccinated customers will still be able to access food and other essentials in its stores. To tell us more about why the company has done it, here is its CEO, Brad Banducci. We've had a lot of conversation over the last couple of months of how we create the safest possible place, primarily for our team to work, but also our customers to shop. And we've pivoted, as you know, from uh, social distancing uh, through to masks and through to encouraging vaccination. But now as we get into the next stage of COVID and as we start to reopen up, we thought the time was right, given the momentum and availability of the vaccines, to, to move to requiring vaccine and to lay out our vaccine roadmap. And the, the, the major evidence that has driven us is the advice from our Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Rob McCartney, that a vaccinated team member creates a safer workplace. They have a much lower probability of transmitting uh, from catching COVID and then again from transmitting it. So it's based on medical science, medical advice. But the key for us is it's a roadmap. We've given ourselves time between now and 31 March to implement it and we intend to do that very practically, very thoughtfully, with great engagement with our team, many who are still anxious about it, to ensure that they get the best possible advice. Brad Banducci there from Woolworths should also mention today, we also heard from Coles, uh, which said it will require all team members to be vaccinated in any of its stores, distribution centres and other sites in New South Wales, the ACT and Victoria. It adds that government health orders require Coles workers in the Northern Territory and some in WA to be vaccinated. And we also heard from Aldi, which has commenced a consultation period uh, with its employees, but is of the view of vaccination for all. So that's what's happening with the latest in vaccinations. And the Australian share market now, it started a little bit strongly. Um, the 200, though, finished pretty much where it started the session, 7,415. And to tell us why, I spoke earlier with Henry Jennings from Marcus Today. Well, I guess there's a number of conflicting things out there at the moment. We've got the Dow Jones in the US going to record highs, of course, and they're very much focused on corporate earnings season. And it does appear that the market can only really concentrate on one thing at a time. And in the US, despite the fact that we've got interest rates creeping higher, we've got interest rates creeping higher here on the 10-year yields. And we've also got the Evergrande situation simmering away in China as well. But we are still looking to the US and I guess the headwinds that we're seeing in Asia from Evergrande uh, coupled, well, against the, the, uh, the tailwinds of the US market are kind of balancing themselves out. And at the moment, of course, we've also got AGM season and a lot of updates coming through, which again, are, are quite positive in general. So the market's balancing all of that against the risks of rates and the risks of some sort of contagion event in China. But uh, I guess that's probably why we're, we're treading water at the moment to some extent. There's one word you haven't mentioned, and I think we're going to hear a lot of it in the coming weeks, especially next week when we get 
the actual CPI numbers, inflation. How worried are investors about inflation and the impact on investments? Well, I guess we've all been told time and time again that it's transitory and it'll all be over by Christmas, but it's beginning to look like it's a bit baked in. And especially when you see the oil price up where it is, you know, $85 a barrel, that, that's certainly baking in some of that inflation. So we know that at some stage interest rates are going to rise and they're going to have to sort of start to take some of the sting out of global growth. But at the moment, investors are relatively happy to look beyond that, as I say, concentrate on the corporate earnings. But I suspect before Christmas, we may have another little wobble because of this inflation, especially as the Bank of England in the UK is actually talking about raising rates, maybe even in November, which could put the cat amongst the pigeons as the first sort of Western democracy of any any magnitude. I know New Zealand has put their rates up, but uh, it could be the Bank of England moves and that will send a little bit of a shiver through the market and remind us that inflation is ever present. How is all of this being reflected in the currency markets? Because the Aussies had uh, quite a bit of a boost lately and even breached 75 US overnight. Well, I guess the Aussie economy is coming out of uh, two big lockdowns, one in Victoria and one in New South Wales. So that's that's going to boost our economy. And we've already seen the New South Wales government starting to put money in parents' pockets. I think there's a $250 voucher going to parents for, uh, for the stay-at-home crisis, I guess, that they've been experiencing. So I, I think our economy is coming out, whereas the US economy does seem to be slowing a little bit. And as a result, maybe they won't be putting up their rates as fast as some other economies. And that's getting the US dollar a little bit of weakness in the short term and forcing our Aussie dollar up. And let's face it, we haven't been able to go overseas for a while. So it's nice to actually get a bit of a stronger Aussie dollar when we're finally getting a chance to book some international flights, which would be uh, which would be nice, I have to say. And a few uh, company announcements during the day, which were the ones that caught your attention? Well, I guess the, the big one was not really so much an announcement, but a return, which was Aristocrat, which came back to trade after raising uh, just over a billion dollars to buy a UK business called Playtech, which is in the uh, real money gaming side of things. They supply a lot of the back end for a lot of the big gambling, uh, let's call it gaming, uh, houses around the world. Uh, so that's been pretty good, and the shares have performed very well on the back of that. A lot of brokers very impressed with that deal. It is a transformational deal and should set aristocrat up for the next five to ten years if they can pull it off, which it looks like they're going to. The other one, of course, I guess is AMP, which has always been to me that the, the metaphor for me has been the AMP building itself in Circular Quay. And every time I drove past that before the lockdown, it was under scaffolding and being renovated. And the other day I had the, the luxury, I guess, of driving into the city and saw it and it was all glistening and bright. And today we got some funds under management numbers from the AMP, which although were down, it does look as if the outflows are easing and maybe they're getting on top of things. And the share price has bounced quite well today, around 4%. And it has also bounced off its lows. So maybe that metaphor for the building on Circular Key coming out of the scaffolding uh, extends to AMP itself. That, Finally, it's turning a corner and that, although we have seen outflows, they're certainly not as great as they have been and maybe we are seeing the bottom of this once high-flying financial services company. Henry Jennings there from Marcus Today. He did mention currencies and just very quickly uh, on currencies, but of the unregulated kind, Bitcoin, it surged to a new record high overnight. It's up around 400% over the past 12 months. It's trading at around 65,000 US dollars right now. The recent run-up, though, follows the launch of the first exchange-traded Bitcoin futures fund in the US earlier this week. 
So that has some saying it signals the acceptance of cryptocurrencies as a mainstream asset. But remember, globally, there are still some concerns. While Bitcoin has become legal tender in El Salvador, for example, China has cracked down on trading and cryptocurrency mining. That is SBS on the money for today. Don't forget you can listen to this as a stream on your favourite audio app, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts and the SBS radio app. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.